Look at all those planetary systems, Doctor. We could rule them all. What for? What is the point? The point is that one must rule or serve. That's a basic law of life. Why do you hesitate, Doctor? Surely it's not loyalty to the Time Lords who exiled you on one insignificant planet? You'll never understand, will you? I want to see the universe, not rule it. Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking, um, two guys are going to be talking today about classic Doctor Who. Uh, we're going to be talking about a John Pertwee um, co- Colony of Space. The episode's called Colony of Space. Um, I am Ken. Jeff. And uh, before we get into Colony in Space, which was um, 1971, um, yes. let's, first off, any Doctor Who news, I guess the biggest news is they finally announced the date of the episode, The Power of the Doctor, which I hate titles that include the Doctor in them because it's very egotistical. It's not about the doctor. It's about something else, and the doctor has to. But now it's all about the doctor. So, anyways. Yeah, I mean. October 23rd, right? I don't have high hopes because there was hasn't been any. I mean, we just got a, another trailer for the first time in yeah. forever, and it doesn't seem like they're really promoting it that well, which is disappointing. Well, plus, it's not even being a world a world broadcast, right? It's not going to broadcast. No, it's not, because usually what they've been doing with, like, the big ones, like the season premieres or the season enders, they would simulcast it on BBC America at the same time in the BBC, except, of course, BBC Commer- uh, Commercials America would end later because of all the commercials. Yeah. But, yeah, they're not doing a world premiere. They're just like, yeah, here you go. You can have it at 8 o'clock at night like you normally do, and if it's spoiled for you, oh well. And, and they keep boasting that this, is, this, is, this episode is going to be for the fans, and that I believe that means we're going to put a bunch of stuff in from the past and, and maybe ruin a lot of stuff. Like, you know, they're bringing Tegan and Ace into it. What are they going to do to ruin those characters? Um, because, oh, because I don't know. I, I have I mean, one thing in mind, but I'm not going to say it. Well, I mean, and they won't, it won't come off as ruining them, except it will be ruining them for the classic fans. Um, this whole, we haven't really talked too much about it, because I know um, the, the, the last three seasons have been a, a, a little bit of a, of, a, of a subtle finger to the classic fans, and that's kind of where we are in this society today, where a lot of shows and movies and stuff sort of say, you know what, so what if you had Star Wars? We're going to make it uh, better than it was before by tearing down some of uh, the original concepts and everything. And that's what they did with The Timeless Child to a degree. Uh, I didn't think it was as horrible as a lot of people thought. But it's still it's still turning it into... And and maybe the more I think about it, the more it bothers me because it is kind of undermining everything that they did. And so hopefully they don't do that in in this new show. Hopefully they can end on a high note that it's halfway decently uh, written, which 
There's no evidence to support that'll happen. What there's been what three ep good ep good episodes maybe this last three years. But anyways, and it's the scary thing is we're recording this on a Saturday on the Saturday. It's a week from tomorrow, which is the sixteenth. So we'll be not much longer to go now. Yeah, and then her era is or Chibnall's era is finally over. Well, I'm looking forward to it mostly because of that. I want to move on. Okay, I want to skip forward and everything. I'm I'm always a very positive person. Every time I watch, and this has been since day one, when the new show came back, I'm always hoping that this episode is the one that finally says, no, 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 this is a really good one. And the show has consistently did that, has done that over the years. And, you know, but Chibnall hasn't. It's been mediocre or okay, mediocre, bad, mediocre, okay. And now it's, you know, can he go out on a high note? Can he leave us with a, a a good taste in our mouth and basically say, hey, okay, maybe, you know, whatever. But um, anyways, we'll be uh, reviewing that. And um, we're also, I think we're thinking about reviewing the whole era. We're going to do Chris Chibnall slash Jodie Whittaker's era together. Today we're going to be talking about the John Pertwee Colony in Space episode. It was a um, 1971 director Michael Bryant, written by Malcolm Hulk, a long six-parter. And it was boring. It could have been easily a four-parter. Yeah. And, and I think um, I like the concept of colonists are on a planet and a mining corporation comes down and they fight about it. I think the doctor being involved in that would have been pretty cool. Um but once you add the master and the doomsday weapon on all those stupid aliens and everything, or not aliens, but the, the indigenous life forms, um, I think it really has too much going on. And um, it kind of changes. They've done this before with other series where they've changed the plot line a little bit. But I didn't, I didn't think it was as bad as I remember it. But you're right, it, it, there were some boring elements to it, but because they had so much going on, it didn't feel as boring. It just felt like the the like you, um, the, the, the master's in it, and it's like, so what? Um, yeah, he didn't really need to be in it. They could have had this story as a four-parter in another season that he wasn't in. Yeah. And it probably would have been fine. It could have been more interesting, because all of a sudden the master shows up, and it's the same old, same old. Yeah, Master's here. I'm gonna steal this weapon, and then all of a sudden he, then all of a sudden he, like, oh yeah, wait a minute, you're right, Doctor. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So, um, but the Time Lords make a cameo, and they send the Doctor to help out with this situation. And uh, it's Joe's Joe Grant's first travel in space or TARDIS into another planet. Um, <clears throat> For some reason, they didn't use the t t dematerialization effect. They just the TARDIS just pops away, which they no. I thought well on the Blu-ray set they used the the the, the, the TARDIS noise. I wonder they if must, they, no, the they TARDIS must, noise was there, but it just pops away. It goes you know. Boom. I think I think they, they might have it? fixed it for the Blu-ray. Yeah, because there's two versions of this on the Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Okay. There's like the regular version, and then there was like some. RSC converted version. Okay. Which was weird. I was like, did they it fix went the, from. Hmm? Did they fix the horrible robot, IMC robot? Nope. 
with it, so, its arms moving, and it's like, oh my god, that's a cliffhanger! You know, it's just, no, they didn't fix that. They didn't fix that. Every I mean, time they, they <clears throat> every time they create a robot like War Machines, where it's like, or the um, Paradise Tower, those, those some of those things are just horrible. Well, Paradise Towers is horrible. Wow, through and through. So mm. yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> There was a lot of annoying loud music in that. If I'm going to criticize some of Mary, Mary Gold's loud music in the newer series, I gotta annoy. I gotta be annoyed by the music in this one. Um, um, so um, very Western-like, very like you know old. You know, here we are in a town, and a mining corporation comes in and says, "Get out of here!" and they fight and everything. I like that element of it, and I think if it was just that and it was four parts, I think it would have been a lot better. But bringing that mas the master in, it was kind of like, and I think obviously uh, uh, Roger DeGeld was always good as the master, and I think some of his stuff was good, like you like you said, but it um, it's kind of like, oh boy, we don't need to see that. I mean, anymore. yeah, I mean, the story is dull. And long to begin with, and then let's just throw him in there. It could have just been, but you know, if you watch this back in 1971, you watch one week and then you wait, don't see anything until the next week. So it probably works okay that way because it's a serial. A I lot do of these like older ones are not, were never meant to be watched all in one sitting. I do like the, um, the master's, the master's expression when he sees the doctor and he's like, uh, you know, because I don't think he was expecting him to be there. It's like um, when the master's pretending to be the adjudicator. Um, there were two Daleks in this one. John Scott Martin, who's the Dalek operator, played the robot, and Roy Skeleton, who played Norton, is also the Dalek voices. During the sixties yeah. and seventies, hmm. I um, thought Deep Roy was in this one, but apparently he wasn't. What do you? Like, oh, you thought he was the alien priest? You know, one the not the one in the the, the you know, like one of those guys that are walking around because he was a shorter person. Yeah. What did you think of the design of those? Uh, creatures and the um, that priest thing. Isn't it like they're trying to like a knockoff of Star Trek? They look kind of funny though. They're like kind of they look uh, like I don't know. It's something you would expect to see in Blake Seven. <laughs> yeah, the voice and everything. It just reminded me of that a little bit. It was kind of silly, but um... but for 1971 i mean it looked better than some of the creatures that they used in the 60s so i, I found it interesting that one of the plot devices in this episode that puts the doctor in trouble is the fact that he has no credentials the master comes in and says look i'm the adjudicator look i have the credentials who are you and so the doctor who was kind of gaining control of the situation and trying to become this person who was trying to lead people, all of a sudden everyone was like, yeah, who are you anyways? And he has no credentials, which is a yeah. good way of writing in that the doctor is not in charge. But what happens in the new series 
is you get the psychic paper that avoids all that. And so almost every single episode when the when the psychic paper is being used, yeah, from the, the doctor, doctor gets on, a one yeah. up a doctor gets a one up on everything. It's like you know, it's a it's a in a way it's a lazy way of writing in that the doctor now can insert himself into the story and be like someone that people look up to. But in the past the doctor would have to earn that by going into the colony space and saying, Look, you know, I don't have any paperwork, but I know what I'm doing. And then by the end, they trust him and everything. So I admire that. And it's, this is not the only episode that that's happened in. And sometimes the doctor is charismatic, especially Tom Baker, where he's able to go in and just sort of like Patrick Trotton could never do it because no one would take him seriously. But, but Tom Baker would go in and he would just be very loud and say, you don't know what you're talking And then people would kind of listen to him. Um, right. And when he was smart, like Peter Davison or whatever, or, or other doctors like Patrick Fountain, then people start listening to him. But with the new series, he doesn't have to do that because he can fall back on his, his um, psychic paper. I'm just, that's another criticism. I always thought the psychic paper was lazy. Yeah. Writing overused, just like the sonic screwdriver in the 70s. Well, more so in the new series too. The new series, oh my god, I used overuse that. It's just like magic one. How does he get out of there? Oh, we just use a sonic screwdriver, have him wave it around. Because there's like actually one episode. I think Chimno wrote it, where he just uses the sonic screwdriver there and Matt Smith there, and he just went do 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 do, and that's how he won the day. I'm just like, thought that was extremely lazy writing, and like I think really? he was at one point he was flying with the uh, hit the it, it, he could fly with it. It just it, well. Maybe I'm thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy where he's flying with this thing, but it's it just kind of ridiculous. But um, there's a scene where they go through the TARDIS alarms and then Joe promptly backs back up into it again <laughs> and sets off the alarm, the Master's TARDIS. I thought that was kind of funny. Joe Grant, you're an idiot. Joe, um, you're in the alarms. Get away from there. And it's like the gas comes flying out. I do like the the point where they were trying to fix the colonist ship and forcing them off, and then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, it'll be fine," and everyone's like, it's, "We're not going to make it." And I thought that was really realistic because I feel like, you know, that could be the same thing in an old west where they had to push a, a bunch of people out of an area, and they get back in their wagons or whatever and go, "We don't have enough supplies to get to the latest, the newest town," and people are like, "Well, you'll be fine," and Maybe they weren't or whatever. So I really like that element of it. Um, yeah, they go, oh, look, it's it's going, and then boom, it blows up. And everyone's, yeah, and, you know, that one guy, the uh, Atoxic or whatever, the guy from <laughs> the Aztecs, the actor, um, John Ring Ringham, who played Ash, was the Toxel. Was he Aztecs. really? Yeah. And um, Sheila Grant, who played Jane Leeson in this episode, was the voice of the Quirks. And Bernard Kay, I don't know what character he played, but he was in Dalek Invasion, Earth Crusade, and Faceless Ones. Hmm. Um, originally, the... Um, who was the 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 leader of the uh, IMC? 
Oh, that guy's um, been in a lot of Doctor Who episodes. Tony Cantor. Um, originally, Susan Jameson was hired to play that part, but the BBC dra head of drama said, no, we don't want a woman in that part, so they recast. Um, so the, 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 there's some good stuff at the end where the Doctor and the Master are dealing with this whole doomsday thing that it should be destroyed and everything, and um, overall, I, I thought it ended fine, and even though I didn't want the Master in this episode, overall, I think it was a pretty good Master story. Well, he wasn't needed, but once he was in it, he was fine. I want to see the Doctor goes to the Master. I want to see the universe, not rule it, whereas the Master's like, and that sums up their characters. The Doctor's like, I want to see the universe, not rule it, but the Master does want to rule it. So right. that kind of gives the, it was a really good moment for them. Um, the um, there's also a, a Planet of Daleks uniform. Someone someone looks like they're wearing one of the Planet of Daleks uh, Thal uniforms in this. <laughs> I saw that and I'm like, is Planet of Daleks after this one? No, yeah, it is. It's like way yeah. after. Yeah, but it looked like it was like a. It could have been. The spacesuit part from Ambassadors of Death, because that's what it looked like to me. But um, one of the people were wearing it. And also, um, the TV show UFO, when that show ended, a lot of the props went to Doctor Who, and there's a bunch of them in this episode. <laughs> um, just out of notice. But. So, I, I, I thought... I like this one better than I remember liking it. I've never been a fan of this one, and I think I've always kind of like Colony Space. Oh yeah, the one with the, the squeaky alien voices and the stupid. I, I didn't like the design of the some of the spaceships, especially the adjudicators, who it looks like it's about ready to land, and then it spins upwards and lands upright. And like, why did yeah, it do that? Why like, didn't it just land like? Well, because um, it's a TARDIS. That's why. Well, maybe yeah. And the, I don't think that you know, special effects were that good for that. But um, no, they weren't. Oh, it was the end of this towards the end of the season, so maybe the effects budget was yeah. Low. But I did like this one better than I remember it, and that's the great thing about these longer series like Doctor Who, where there's so many episodes. It's not like a, you know Firefly where I can sit there and say, "Yeah, I've seen this episode 14 times because I just watched it last year." You're not going to see Colony in Space every year. I mean, you might pick out your favorites and watch them over and over again, but you're, I'm not going to watch Colony of Space again and again and again and again. I may never watch it again. That doesn't mean I, I didn't like it. I like this, this, you know, I watched it on my DVD and, and I enjoy I it. I mean, it's okay, but there's better stories to watch than this well, one. Well, yeah, yeah. Once you start comparing them to other ones, maybe it falls back a little bit, but... but Stand and the Brigadier is in there for like 30 seconds or whatever. Yeah. Doctor, come back this one at yeah. once. Kind of a silly... I was like, why is he doing that? Yeah, silly gag at the beginning and end, um, which that show had a lot of those. But I thought Pertwee was good in this. I thought I, I thought everyone was really good in it for the most part. Um, there's been episodes that have been worse with that, but I thought the, I thought the actors did a really good job with this. Um, there was a lot of fighting, a lot of violence, you know, not just aliens getting shot, but humans on humans. IMC, they they kind of disappeared at the end, right? They yeah, we never see them again. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I thought I, I, I'm those. This is one of those episodes that I think I like it better. I liked it better this last viewing than the one before that. But again, I've, it's been a few years. The last time I watched it was probably when the DVD came out. You know, probably early two thousands or whenever that came out. So it's been a while, um, but it was good. I, I I was into it more than I thought I was. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I mean, to watch once in a while, but not all the time. Yeah, it is. You know, drags and it's kind of dull. So, anything else about this one? Nope. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>